Welcome, beautiful Endo Warriors, and welcome to the Endo Consciousness Podcast, a safe space where we can all come together to learn new and valuable information that we can each implement into our own unique healing journeys. So grab your hot heating pad, your cup of tea, whatever it is you need, and tune into today's episode. Welcome everyone to today's episode. Uh, Today I'm going to be sharing about me and my journey because I think it's very important that you guys know who I am and why I know so much about endometriosis and why I have so much to say about it um, before you decide to commit to listening to my podcast. So my journey began about 20 or so years ago. Um, I was 13 years old when I got my first period. my very first period, the, as soon as it started becoming regular, was already super heavy and super painful. Um, it was so heavy that I would wear the thickest pad I could possibly find. I did not wear tampons back then, and I would be leaking um, onto my clothing within, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour. I remember waking up, and it felt like probably I would leak in my sleep, and the, the size um, of the freaking blood stain on my bed was like bigger than a watermelon most of the time like it was huge and I remember just missing school because I was so afraid of leaking in class because you know we get made fun of for stuff like that and when I didn't I didn't understand what was going on with my body and then I'd go to the doctor because it was so much pain and they would just tell me that it was normal and you know that I needed to develop a higher pain tolerance and I remember that like Myodol, Tylenol, Advil, all those things wouldn't touch the pain that I was having and I never understood it. And when I was about 16 years old, I ended up um, going back to the doctor and they put me on birth control, which definitely lightened my periods and reduced the pain. And so I thought that this was it and I was just going to be on birth control and that would, you know, fix it all for me. But um, it didn't. It just masked all the symptoms and you know, just made everything seem better. But really, I was continuing to destroy my body with the foods I was eating and the lifestyle I was living because I didn't know what was going on. And so then fast forward, when I was 19, I was pregnant with my first daughter and I had her right before I turned 20. And when she was about four months old, I experienced my first bout of pain outside my period. And it was excruciating on my I believe it was my right ovary. I can't 100% remember which one it started on anymore, Um, but it was one of my ovaries and it was in such pain that it dropped me to the floor instantly. I couldn't breathe. My mother-in-law at the time um, rushed me to the hospital because she was over for coffee visiting, you know, her new brand new grandbaby. And she rushed me to the hospital. They did x-rays, you know, ultrasounds, all these things, blood work, nothing came back. So they said, you know, it's probably just cysts come back, it happens again. And I remember, you know, I think a month or two went by and I had the same thing happen again. Such excruciating pain, couldn't breathe. I was crying, like it just sucked. And so I went back and they did all the same tests and again, nothing came out of it. So they said, you know, it's just cysts. It's just something you're gonna have to deal with. I'm like, okay. So I I took their word for it because I didn't know any better. Um, And when my daughter was about nine months old, I um, ended up leaving her dad and moving back home. And within a couple months of moving back home, I started having pain on the other side, on the opposite ovary. And same same thing, excruciating, drops me to the floor instantly. I'm crying, I can't breathe, all the things. 
And so I ended up going to a different doctor because I'm in a different town now. And um, that's the first time I ever heard the word endometriosis. Um, He said, I suspect you have it. I'm going to send you to a specialist and quote unquote specialist because um, there really was no specialist back then. At this point, I was about 21 years old, 2021. And so I got sent to a um, gynecologist in Red Deer. That's what they called specialists back then. And funny story, this gynecologist is the same guy that delivered my second daughter um, almost five years ago. And he's an amazing delivery doctor, but I would never, ever trust him for anything to do with endometriosis. Um, Anyways, so I got in with him. I got in for the surgery and he confirmed it he went laparoscopic took pictures my ovaries were covered my one was completely covered the side that it started on and the other one was about half covered at this point um I don't think he looked anywhere else in my body because that was where I was experiencing pain so that's the only places he looked um and yeah so I was officially diagnosed with endo I went back in for a consultation after I healed from the surgery and he just told me that when I was done having children because I did want more at that point um, that I could come back and I would have a hysterectomy and I'd be cured. And I said, okay, and I left. And for about the first year or so, I really didn't look into it at all. I knew nothing about it. Um, actually, I think it was closer to two years. And then I had a friend who mentioned that she had a friend that had something similar to endo, but she wasn't sure what it was. It wasn't endo, so I'm assuming it's PCOS or something, but she said there was a diet that she followed to help her with manage her pain. And So that's where I first actually began researching it online. And some of the things that I came across were absolutely astounding. So first off on the food side of it, like when I came across a list of foods that were triggers, I was like, oh my God, this makes up pretty much my entire effing diet. Like no wonder I'm in so much pain. And, um, and then when I like started actually looking up what an endo was and like, you know, where it was in your body in the different stages, Back then, this is over just a little over 10 years ago, that was a death sentence. Actually, it was like 12 years ago. It was a death sentence. Um, the way they used to describe endo online was that you started out with stage one. It was very minimal. And um, by the time you hit stage four, that it was going to grow in your lungs and that you would, you would eventually die. And that it was inevitable for every person that had it. So I remember just like feeling so defeated and so heartbroken and just not understanding and like hoping that I could at least make it to menopause because again it would just magically go away according to my doctor once I hit menopause and just spending so many nights crying because I was like I felt so hopeless and so that kind of began my journey and obviously I'm not going to get into all the details but like I've had some really nasty flare-ups to the point I had one and this is before I knew that endo could cause back pain because it's on attached to the nerves that go down your back and into your legs and I had once I was on my floor for three weeks it was such a nasty flare-up and I thought that I blew a disc or something um went to the hospital they just gave me muscle relaxers and I left um couldn't walk couldn't move I couldn't do anything I had to get people to pick me up and carry me places because I couldn't do anything um and then obviously so many nights of just being curled up in a ball because I was in such excruciating pain that breathing hurt so damn bad and even after I found out about the you know food 
and how it played a role in in my pain levels. I was successful in cutting out some things and like cutting back on a lot of things, but I was a young single mom. All my friends that I had, you know, I didn't know anyone at that time um, that had endometriosis. And so everyone was living their life, drinking, smoking cigarettes, eating all the junk food, enjoying their life. And I had a hard time staying away from it because there was no one in my life that lived, you know, a freaking healthy lifestyle. And so I struggled. I struggled for a lot of years. And um, I think that's the worst part of this disease is that we're made to feel so fucking alone. Like, excuse my language, but we are. We're made to feel so alone. And you just feel like you are alone and you're the only one in the world that has it. And you know, in today's day and age with social media, it's very obvious it's a lot easier to find that information and find a tribe of women that are dealing with this. But, you know, 12 years ago, Facebook wasn't what it is now and there was no groups or anything like that. And it was just so fucking lonely. Um, so yeah, so fast forward to today and I'm really good about keeping my diet pretty clean so that when I do indulge, it's not going to put me in such bad pain that I can't, you know, I can't do anything for the next little while. Like if obviously if I indulge too much, but you know, I'm still able every once in a while to go out and enjoy a good meal that, you know, I wouldn't typically eat because it could cause me pain or have a drink with people so that I'm not dealing with the side effects of it all the time. Um, but it's taken me a lot of time and a lot of hard work to get here as well as taking care of my body physically um I've had to learn the hard way to not overdo it to not to push myself so hard because I get it like you want your body to be better as of yesterday and it feels like you are light years away from any form of relief um but I'm here to tell you um as someone who has done it that if you continue to listen to your body and you continue to try your best every day and not push yourself so hard that you cause a flare-up um and you keep going at it, even if it's been six months or two years or three years and you're still not feeling like you think you should, keep going because you can get there. You can get the relief you need. And that's not saying that you, I'm not telling you that if you do all the right things that you're never going to have a flare up. It can still happen. Things still happen in our body, you know, that external factors that we don't realize, stress, all that stuff can cause a flare-up like I just got finished as of recording this I my flare-up just ended yesterday it was over 24 hours and I had been doing all the right things taking care of my body stretching light exercising um eating right like I hadn't messed up on my diet at all in like any time recent and it can still happen but it's much less often and they last way less time and they usually hurt a hell of a lot less than before when I was struggling and just to add to this quick, I just had to clip the recording to add this in um, because I did forget to mention it. Uh, about a year and a half ago, I actually had um, excision surgery along with a hysterectomy. Now, a hysterectomy is absolutely not a cure, um, but because I was done having children and because with endo, you have a higher chance of developing uterine cancer, um, and I was having a lot of pain every month with my periods. It just didn't feel worth it for me personally to keep it. Um, but please don't ever let anyone coerce you into getting a hysterectomy. If it doesn't feel right for you, don't do it. But if it is something that you are 100% okay with, like I was, 
absolutely it has saved me one so much money in pads and why well, i use the diva cap and reusable pads which um towards the end of my my periods but it saved me so much money and time just laying in bed and painkillers and money on you know i use a lot of holistic products like cbd and thc to to treat my pain and you know it saved me a lot of money on that as well um and then i went with the excision surgery because it is absolutely the better option between excision and ablation um and it doesn't mean that you're cured it doesn't mean that it's never going to grow back but at least you have less in your body and you do can get some people get less some people get more you can can get a spe- specific time frame or unspecific time frame of painless living um, mine was almost a year before I started experiencing pain again, um, but I absolutely, I would take it. I know it sucks having surgery. It's not something that we want, um, but it absolutely gave me a chance to reset myself and get to a place where um, I was never, hopefully I will never get back to the pain level that I was ever at. So I just wanted to add that in quick for reference, um, but absolutely I will get into way more detail about all of these things uh, in future episodes. Um, and yeah, so that is my story in a nutshell. Obviously, I will share more with you as the podcasts roll out. I didn't want to take up too much of your time. I do want to say if any of you want to share your story or just come on and have a good talk about endo, um, feel free to email me. My email is in the description below. Um, and we can set up a time where we can both jump on and get a recording done and, you know, publish it. We can get, I want, I want everyone to feel heard. I want, I want to spread information out there that will help others and not just make them feel alone and like they have no one to turn to or nowhere to turn to. And they, you know, don't have to struggle for as many years as I did. And so many endo warriors have because of misinformation or lack of information. So I hope that you guys will join me on more of these podcasts. Um, also, if you have any ideas of things you'd like me to share on or research and talk about what I'm finding um, or what my own experiences are with it, uh, please absolutely send me an email about that as well. Help me have ideas for this podcast because I want to get out as much information as I can to help each and every one of you on your own unique healing journey because again we're not all the same not of us not all of us have the same symptoms not all of us are affected by the same foods you know some of us can eat gluten and have absolutely no issues while others of us can have a single bite and die for days after so i want there to be as much information as out there as you as there possibly can be sorry my mouth is not working today and so that everyone has hope because that's what we need in this time, in this day and age, with everything else that's going on in the world, we all need hope. So join me on the next podcast. um, And I look forward to hearing from you guys. Bye for now.